What a Day is brought to you by Viore. Viore Performance Apparel makes the perfect Mother's or Father's Day gift. Everything is designed to work out in, but it doesn't look or feel like it. And they're incredibly comfortable and cute and just the perfect thing to wear when I'm working from home or out and about, mostly at home because I'm not out and about. Yeah, yeah. I will say <laughs> I did not know clothes could be this is, I'm being dead honest. I did not know clothes could be as comfortable as they are before I had Viore. Yes. Clothes can be so comfortable. Nobody told me. Smooth like butter. Soft. They're so good. On the skin. I, I just love living in Viore. Viore is offering What A Day listeners 20% off your first purchase when you go to viore.com slash wad. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash wad. And enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. It's Thursday, April 6th. I'm Priyanka Arabindi. And I'm Juanita Tolliver, and this is What A Day, where if Showtime is going to cancel Z-Way's talk show after just two seasons, we are fully prepared to give her ours. Are we, though, Priyanka? I mean, at the very (laughs) least, she'd be an iconic guest. Truth. And her outfits do deserve cameras, but we've got a microphone for her anytime she wants to pull up a chair. Come on over. On today's show, former Vice President Mike Pence agreed to testify before the grand jury investigating the January 6th insurrection. Plus, it may be time for all of us to take back every bad thing we have ever said about New Jersey. Everything? Yeah, I don't know, but we're going to find out more details. But first, we are still riding high from Judge Janet Protasewicz's glorious win in Wisconsin that flipped control of the state Supreme Court to liberals for the first time in 15 years. Listen to how she kicked off her victory party on Tuesday night. Janet Protasewicz. Is that bitch dancing. She is indeed a bad bitch, though. Like, come on. It's a fact. Fact only. Honestly, Lizzo is the only appropriate option when you beat somebody the way that Judge Protasewicz beat Daniel Kelly. And for our listeners who may not know, Dan Kelly is the MAGA Republican who tried to orchestrate a fake elector scheme in 2020 and whose top donors were anti-abortion groups. So, yeah, that guy. Mm. Well... Protasewicz beat him with an 11-point margin, which is huge when you consider the fact that Biden won Wisconsin by less than one percentage point in 2020. So that's remarkable in and of itself. Yeah. And to fuel her win, preliminary analysis shows that the Protasewicz campaign made massive gains with youth voters, rural voters, and women voters. I saw the lines on college campuses. The videos were on Twitter all day Tuesday. And I was thrilled because the young people showed up and showed out. Definitely. It's what you want to see. Now, a lot of that is thanks in part to the organizers on the ground who worked tirelessly knocking on doors and getting voters to the poll, as well as the fact that the themes that Judge Protasewicz ran on resonated across the board. Our own Vote Save America team has been invested in this race. And during the past two months, the VSA community raised more than $111,000 to support voter turnout, which wound up being the highest ever voter turnout for a Wisconsin spring election, had 490 virtual volunteer signups, and made 50,000 voter contacts. So talk about impact from the VSA team. I'm here for it. That is huge. Congratulations to the VSA community, our listeners who participated. That's amazing. Thank you so much for your effort. It did not go unnoticed. It is not unappreciated. And now let's take it back to the messaging point. And I need Democrats to listen up. Protecting abortion rights is a winning message. 
protecting our democracy is a winning message. And this win could not have come at a better moment as the Wisconsin Supreme Court is set to hear cases related to abortion access, redistricting and fair maps, as well as any potential challenges to electoral college votes in the upcoming 2024 presidential election, since we all know that is one of Trump's favorite pastimes. Mm, Absolutely. I mean, the scope of what this court will touch is so broad, so impactful, and it is so important that Judge Protasiewicz has been elected to this post. It is huge. Now, to dig into all the details of this long and expensive election, as well as why Republicans will probably learn absolutely nothing from this off-year loss, we caught up with the chair of the Democratic Party of Wisconsin, Ben Wickler. Ben, thank you so much for joining the show. It is great to be with you. We're so excited to have you. So this campaign was relatively short, but as you said in your statement, this victory is a result of years of work. So how are you feeling about this win, and what does this mean for the people of Wisconsin? I kind of was just floating on a cloud until I was driving home today. I stayed overnight in Milwaukee. I I live in Madison. And it just hit me that this kind of state of almost panic that we've all experienced in Wisconsin in in some ways for the last 12 years that things could fall apart completely and in many ways have fallen apart. Like we have this total abortion ban on the books. We've lost more union density than any other state in the country. We have some of the biggest racial disparities in the country across pretty much every indicator. We've had crises of OBGYNs, of teacher shortages, of all these different things. And things could get even worse. It could be permanently rigged for Republican control and the sense that like the state could be permanently broken, that now is lifted. And we actually have a chance to fight for and win changes that could make life better for everybody here in a way that didn't seem possible a few days ago. And that, it's so profound. I started crying in the car. I'm still wrapping my mind around it. My kids are going to grow up in something resembling a democracy instead of whatever Wisconsin has been for the last 12 years. And we know that Judge Protasewicz's campaign was driven by her personal principles, right? And she didn't necessarily talk about how she'd rule in future cases, but she made it clear. She supports a woman's right to choose. She supports free and fair elections, for example, right? Like, what do you think resonated most in her messaging to voters that really put her over the line in this race? I think you just said it. Her belief in reproductive freedom and her belief in democracy were just exactly what people needed to hear and a huge breath of fresh air after this very kind of hard right extremist rogue court and the state legislature that it's essentially created as an ultra gerrymandered Republican lock. Janet Protasiewicz is talking about a very different future for the state and the biggest issue for voters that caused people to cast ballots who wouldn't have otherwise and that persuaded voters who might have gone the other way really was the question of whether people should have the freedom to access a safe and legal abortion. The issues of abortion and democracy are linked because it's only in a broken democracy that the Republicans could think they could get away with an almost total ban on abortion in a state that is two-thirds supportive of Roe versus Wade. So you have to fix the democracy to be able to address reproductive freedom, and reproductive freedom uh, is also the, the thing that energized the electorate so directly in order to be able to fix the democracy. Definitely. I mean, we have talked quite a bit on our show about this being such an important race, if not the most consequential race of 2023. And this isn't just about issues specific to Wisconsin. You know, why should people in other states be paying attention? Why should people in other states be excited and energized by this win? One reason is Wisconsin's a microcosm of the whole country. So if this worked here, it shows that this message can work 
in battleground states across the nation in any place where there's a contested race between the kind of mega extremists and people who believe in freedom and democracy in, in the United States. But the other reason is that Wisconsin's the tipping point in the Electoral College. And so whatever happens here could determine the winner of the next presidential election. Having a Supreme Court that believes in voting rights instead of attacking voting rights can make all the difference in November. And even kind of alarmingly, Wisconsin came closer than any other state to overturning its 2020 election results by way of the state Supreme Court. If Dan Kelly had been on the state Supreme Court in 2020, we would have overturned the election results. And the election deniers who funded Stop the Steal were the biggest funders of his campaign. So the fact that he will not be on the court and will have someone who believes in the, the sanctity of the vote and of honoring what voters choose it means that we don't have to be on alert for the winner of the 2024 presidential election to be determined by four state Supreme Court justices in Wisconsin. And frankly, this also is 2028 and 2032 because it's a 10-year term. I think the look ahead is so critical, especially knowing that Trump has spawned, you know, acolytes who are running with his same vision and same intentions who actually could be smarter than him in getting more things done. So having this layer of protection, I think is critical, like you said, for the next 10 years. And you already called Dan Kelly a MAGA extremist candidate, right? But he's also a candidate who Wisconsin voters have rejected not once, but twice. So multiple time loser now. Do you think his loss is going to help the GOP to finally understand that these extremist candidates aren't who voters want, especially when you look at young voters, women voters who overwhelmingly supported Judge Protosewitz? I hope with all my heart that this will de-radicalize the GOP. Eventually, if they want to actually win elections, then they'll have to figure out where most of the voters are. That said, there's a Republican civil war going on, and the biggest donors are also the most extreme right-wingers in the GOP camp right now. To give one example of how this works, there was a moment when a few Republican state legislators proposed adding an exception for cases of rape or incest to Wisconsin's abortion ban, and then they immediately got engulfed in political flames by other Republicans who refused to even consider that. Having a ban that starts at zero weeks but has that one protection, if you have a police report showing that you made an allegation against your own family member, that is no comfort to the people in Wisconsin who might get pregnant in those conditions. But even that was a bridge too far for a lot of the people pulling the strings within the Republican Party. So it might take a little while for the GOP to reconfigure itself. I hope that they do. I'd rather not have this kind of cataclysmic state. I know you heard a bit of Dan Kelly's concession speech. He had some choice words about Judge Dennett, and I would love your quick reactions to what he had to say and how it shows that he hasn't learned any lessons. I mean, we're talking about the GOP learning some lessons here. Dan Kelly has not learned any lessons, and he seems to stand 10 toes down in his position in this extremist MAGA reality he's living in. Dan Kelly gave the most graceless pseudo-concession speech that I've ever seen in American politics. And he did it from this place of entitlement, as though he deserved not only to be awarded the state Supreme Court seat, but also that he should have been able to waltz into it with no scrutiny or accountability. This is a guy who helped advise the fake elector scheme in 2020 and is furious because he keeps getting called out on it. Meanwhile, his campaign was running shot-by-shot remakes of the Willie Horton ad attacking Janet Protasewicz. I mean, it was the most despicable, disgusting, racist, transphobic campaign I've ever seen. And that's saying a lot because I was here when Ron Johnson ran against Mandela Barnes last year. I really think it was a, a moment when the mask came off and people could see what this movement thinks of the public and what they think of the, the people that they're fighting to take rights away from. Definitely. And just one last question for you and all the organizers on your team who you work with. 
I remember in the lead up to the 2020 election, working with your team, tireless. And even after that, you know, big ticket election, when a lot of people started tuning out, you guys were still there. You guys were on the emails, pounding the pavement, making the calls. I just want to ask you how you stayed energized and how you think that this win is going to help you and and everyone you work with continue to do the work that you do. I often say on our all staff calls, we have them every Tuesday, that the only real measure of our work is the impact it has on people's lives. It's not about how many elections we win. It's not about how many dollars we raise or how many doors we knock, except insofar as those things actually create change for actual human beings. And for years, we've been on defense. We've been trying to prevent Trump from you know, getting reelected and, and trying to stop Republicans from getting super majorities that could make horrible things happen. But this election is actually the one that moves us across the bridge to being on a road to creating positive change. And that is such a breath of fresh air. I was talking to a colleague who has been with the party on and off for a decade, and he said that this is the best he's ever felt. Because at this moment, we're actually on the road to doing things that can help people lead the lives that everyone deserves to be able to live. And the the possibility that this could be in the cards is what has kept us going through all the darkest time. This is when the joy really starts to begin. I honestly hope you absorb every bit of this. I just want to say congratulations again. And thank you for making the time to join us. We know you had a long, long, long night, early morning, shall we say. But thank you so much, Ben. Thank you. Thank you so much, Juanita and Priyanka. It's so grateful to be with you today. That was our chat with Ben Wickler, chair of Wisconsin Democrats. And I don't think we can stress enough how critical this outcome will be for years to come. As Ben said, this win will impact elections for the next 10 years. And it has national importance when you consider any challenges to the ever critical Wisconsin Electoral College vote. So this matters, people. And honestly, I want this to be a new trend, like nationally, pay attention to these races and elections for the courts because they matter and we need to mobilize for these elections every single time. Totally. The groundwork has been laid here. We've seen why it's so important. So let's replicate this. Let's do it over, over and over and over again around the country. We know why these races are so important and now we know how to win them. And we will definitely bring you updates as Judge Protasewicz is inaugurated and formally becomes Justice Protasewicz. Has a very nice ring to it. Love it. And as the Wisconsin Supreme Court begins hearing critical cases, but that's the latest for now. We'll be right back after some ads. What a Day is brought to you by Monarch Money. Are you saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation? Monarch makes it easy to help you reach your financial goals. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, your investments, transactions, and more all in one place. You can create custom budgets, track your progress towards financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. really just makes it easy. After trying out Monarch for yourself, you'll understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash wad. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash wad for your extended 30-day free trial. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, fast-growing trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. 
We love fast-growing trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, And that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? This spring, fast-growing trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. As Donald Trump faces criminal charges in Manhattan, there is more movement underway in the Justice Department's investigation into his role in the January 6th insurrection. A spokesperson for former Vice President Mike Pence said yesterday that he will not fight an order forcing him to testify before a special grand jury. That means that in the coming weeks, Pence could appear under oath before the panel to spill the tea, and he would be the highest ranking person in Trump's orbit to do so. Oh my gosh, spill all the tea. Like, my brain is excited right now because this is fully giving Julius Caesar. I'm so excited. Let's do it. Seriously, we want it all. To be clear, so far the tea is shaping up to be less of the piping hot variety and more of a throw it in the microwave for a second wind. (laughs) Pence won't have to testify about his own actions on January 6th. That is because his legal team argued that since he was acting as president of the Senate that day, he is protected by the Constitution's speech and debate clause, which is designed to protect members of Congress from testifying about official legislative business. Not sure why he really cares. I mean, they were out there chanting hang Mike Pence. Like, Mm -mm. he should probably want to talk, but... Whatever. Neither here nor there. Nevertheless, Pence will still be on the hook to answer questions about anything illegal that his former boss may have been up to that day or the days leading up to it. The hits just keep coming for newly eligible 92-year-old bachelor Rupert Murdoch because a Delaware judge yesterday ruled that Dominion voting systems can force him and other Fox executives, including his son Lachlan, to take the stand in the upcoming defamation trial this month. It's a major blow to the famously unhinged cable network, which is defending itself from a $1.6 billion defamation suit brought on by Dominion. The company has accused Fox of repeatedly boosting Donald Trump's lies about widespread voter fraud following his defeat in the 2020 presidential election. Meanwhile, in separate filings earlier this week, Fox agreed to have some of its hosts testify live at the trial, including Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, and Maria Bartiromo. So there's a lineup for you. Yeah, listen, it's great that Rupert's getting back out there, uh, doing things after the breakup. But uh, (laughs) between this and Mike Pence, truly, truly so many primetime events, so little popcorn. I'm going to need to go to the grocery store and stock up. All will be wild. Never judge a book by its cover and never judge New Jersey for being New Jersey. Hmm. Hmm. On Tuesday, Governor Phil Murphy signed an executive order making the state an effective safe haven for transgender, non-binary, and other gender-diverse people seeking gender-affirming health care. Okay, that actually is really great, so we can't give New Jersey shit here. 
The order will protect patients who travel to the Garden State from other parts of the country for that care, as well as the healthcare professionals who provide those services. Additionally, Murphy's order bans state agencies from cooperating with other states' investigations into such visits and procedures. As of now, 13 states have banned gender-affirming care for youth and young adults, and over 200 bills targeting the rights of LGBTQ people were introduced in state legislatures last year. Hate to break it to everybody, but New Jersey is cool now, at least... They did a really cool thing here. We must give them credit for that. They have come a very long way since Chris Christie, whose name I feel upset to even say in (laughs) such an otherwise good headline. (laughs) Noted. And I just want to question the cool because let's be real, their rest stops are horrendous throughout that state, but they get a thumbs up. This is amazing. They did great work here. Yeah. Now, I want that to translate to the rest of the state. (laughs) It's the first time I've wanted New Jersey to set a trend. Good point. We could all take a page from New Jersey today, and that's the nicest thing I have to say. (laughs) Yesterday, while wearing a Barbie pink pantsuit, Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer signed three measures into law that would officially repeal the state's 92-year-old abortion ban, further guaranteeing access to the medical procedure and making good on a promise she ran on during her re-election campaign. The outdated law, which had been originally drafted in 1846 before being codified in 1931, had been in legal limbo since the overturning of Roe v. Wade thanks to consecutive lawsuits from Whitmer's administration as well as Planned Parenthood of Michigan. While those legal challenges and an amendment added to the state's constitution last year effectively protected abortion access in Michigan, a repeal of the long inert law finally stood a chance at becoming reality after Democrats won a majority in both the state house and Senate last November. Take a listen to Governor Whitmer celebrating the huge win for abortion access in the upper Midwest. After the last year that I have lived through, I can tell you, We are going to win this fight. We just stay organized, we stay vigilant, we stay active, and we work together. So, who would like to watch me slay a zombie? All right. I am about to slay three zombies with one pen. Let's do it. I want to see that. I want to live that. I love a zombie reference. I love a zombie movie. It's giving Walking Dead effectiveness. And so shout out to Governor Whitmer for making good on this campaign promise, but just protecting people's basic rights to have bodily autonomy and seek basic health care in the form of an abortion. Protecting their basic rights. I want Big Gretch to protect me if there's a zombie attack. I feel like she'd be very effective. (laughs) I don't know. I'm all for it. (laughs) And those are the headlines. That is all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, throw on a Barbie pink pantsuit before kicking some anti-choice ass, and tell all your friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just about the latest inconvenience in Rupert Murdoch's long life like me, What a Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Juanita Tolliver. I'm Priyanka Arabindi. And, and let's, let's play, play some, some more zombies. zombies. I have an exit strategy if there is ever a zombie attack. I'm like, we're meeting up at this lake in this random house. We have fresh water source. Like, I'm thinking through this shit. You're so prepared. I'm like, how do you even kill a zombie? Like, what, do I need a pen? That's what Gretchen told me. Priyanka. (laughs) What a Day is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Bill Lance. Raven Yamamoto is our associate producer. Our head writer is Jossie Kaufman. And our executive producer is Lita Martinez. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka.
you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 